Hello, Josh Pretzer. Are we live? We're, yes. <laughs> we're here. Oh, game on. We're, we're finally Let here. Let me reposition my root beer and my limeade. Yeah. I got both. I don't. Well, so I got a limeade. Well, Sam got a limeade yesterday. My wife, for those people. Of course, everyone who listens to this podcast knows who my wife is, probably. Anyway, and I, I took a sip of that, her drink, this limeade thing, and it was it was like what it hit you and you're like oh that's so good and then like two seconds later you're like that is disgusting <laughs> so what i did is i got it and i got a chaser i got my limeade and i got brew beer because that's the way we need to go in life but you see you see that blue if it gets too big that means you're too close to the I microphone to to no just all you got to do is point it at your face you don't even oh. have to be that close okay sweet yeah we're good these bless. are really good i'm using new microphones okay bless this you is, this Thank is the you. first podcast with the new microphones all right guys and let us know what you think yeah i'm really excited about it because <laughs> i'm not like in the stone ages anymore right i have to ask everyone's pre-forgiveness for my allergies it's just the way it is i'm going to be sniffing and snorting and honking but get over it please yeah in a month or two it'll be gone yeah and it'll be deer season and all life will be good again i'm just like curtis i was born 100 years too early if i didn't have a pup tent i just <laughs> i'd just kill i'd just kill a buffalo and, and I, empty it out and crawl inside and go to sleep it. that's right <laughs> i was born at the exact right time in history air conditioning and ibuprofen and and a histamine and limeades from and limeades with chaser root beer. We yeah. have one, two, three, four, five. We have six boxes of gluten-free energy bars, and we haven't eaten one of them. So we're going to see if we can get through all of them by the end of this podcast. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, where do we start? What are you doing? I so okay. You want me to just start with the history of my life? No, like I, no. Seconds. What are you doing right now? I'm we'll sitting. Go. I, Josh Pretzer, am sitting in Michael's. Uh, I, his nickname, I call him as Mock. Uh, he is. I'm sitting in his office. It's beautiful. It's amazing, and it brings me great peace to sit in this room. It's a peaceful place. It is a peaceful place. Absolutely. What did you do the last seven days? Uh, corn harvest. Oh my gosh, we cut like almost 700 acres of corn. In six days, seven Yeah, I days. came out and helped twice. Once. Once and rode with me and we banked the the second time. Yeah, we, we did. talked about life and deer hunting and, and family and things like that. It was really good. I was talking to another, uh, he's actually a cattle guy the other day, and I said, you know, it's, I talk about operator versus driver all the time. Yeah. Because a driver will tear your stuff up. Yeah. And an operator will make it a... a profit with that same piece of equipment i was like i'm really glad that i'm on the grain cart and josh is on the combine because <laughs> if it was the other way around harvest would not go well we probably the, the, would not have got 700 acres cut last no year. no the farm would go bankrupt within like five minutes oh man well, i'd be i'd be in the river i'm a little a, more optimistic than that <laughs> <laughs> i'd be submerged in the river in a combine yeah yeah no corn harvest went we've got 80 acres left uh, we're on the home stretch, just waiting for it. To only dry eighty, out. only eighty left. Yeah, yeah. And you got uh, maybe a hundred. I don't know. I'd have to count. You had two contest fields. You harvest one, and you got one more to go, right? Yep. Good. Yeah, the second one, I think, is gonna be better than the first. I enter the National Corn Growers Association Corn Growing Contest for the Kansas Division, and try not to suck. <laughs> you don't. I feel you like do I not. do. No, you do not it's okay. suck. It's all right. Anyway, in the meantime, I just bank. I try to bank. Try to bank, be a banker. Yeah. Just move. Bankers get paid to what? 
move money. That, that's it. That's they, all they do. They move. They get paid to that's move money all around. They do. Yeah. So and well, they and they don't just move some. They move everyone's money. All the money. Yep. I, and you know once I think it was I don't remember if it was Ray or who it was. Somebody said, "I don't need all the money. I just need all the money for a little bit of time. <laughs> then you can have it back." <laughs> and that's the way it is with banking. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, my name is Josh Bretzer, 29 years old, possibly. I'm not entirely sure on that anymore. I quit counting after insurance changed. You hadn't checked your yeah. You hadn't, you hadn't checked your birth certificate. No, I don't. Um, I have a <laughs> wife, beautiful son, and one more kid on the way. Um, yeah, how many weeks has that little deal been in the oven there? I have no idea. Oh. I live by seasons. That's right. You don't live by... It's due in winter. He never knows what day it is. If I call him in the afternoon, he goes, it must be Tuesday. You're calling me. It's like Saturday. (laughs) I have no idea. It's either raining or not, or summer or winter. Or wet or dry. Or wet or dry. That's exactly it. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah, those are the seasons of my life. What day is it? Dry. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What time is it? Winter. It's daylight or dark. Anyway, hey, today's first day of deer season, too, so that's exciting. It is exciting. Neither of us hunted. No. But that's okay. No, it's too hot. cold fronts, like, ever. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, the wind was wrong for me, though. Plus, I had... It wasn't for me. It was perfect, but that's okay. I tagged out opening day last year, and I have no desire to do that again, because then it was like the cold, chilly afternoons in November. I was, like, lonely sitting and twilling my arms. <laughs> Yeah, and we don't want that. We want to be hunting and Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, you want to start with my history of banking? Well, I remember how all of this started. I know, but they don't have a clue. I, I'm telling... Well, I'm going to tell them right now. Oh, okay. Because all of this started for me with yeah, you. i got to take this terrible line, man. <laughs> oh, that's, um, oh, that's gross. So... For the record, we call it infinite banking and Nelson calls it infinite banking, but really it's just banking because banking is infinite because a bank can loan and recapture and loan and recapture and loan and recapture the same money theoretically an infinite number of times. So we just call it banking because because Ray calls it banking. Yeah. But it all started. Yeah. Praise praise be Ray. Praise be God for sending it. Thank you, Ray. We love you. Love you, man. Um, this all started for me with a text from you. Yeah, it did. And the text goes, Michael, Greg is going on and on and on about this self-banking through life insurance policies thing. And I have no idea what he's talking about. And I need, he's, it's, it's just lunacy. (laughs) So yeah, Greg Cook, uh, one of the greatest men I've ever known. And a great influencer on my life and your life as well. And continues to be. Continues to be. Yeah. Thankful for every breath that he gets to breathe here on earth. Um, so many people love him. He's amazing. He really is. Uh, he, he Agreed. Yeah. So he came. He's been hunting with me for like seven years now. Maybe mm-hmm. eight. In fact, I think it's eight years this year. And he gave me a book. He said, hey, read this book. It's about becoming your own banker using whole life life insurance. That book right there that Michael is picking up that none of you can see. But there you go. You can hear the, hear the pages turn. So, and, and so I, I like read through it. And I'm, I don't learn well from reading. I'm, I'm a visual learner. I'm a hands-on learner. And so I'm like, this is a lunacy. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And uh, so I gave it to my wife. 
Actually, I totally disregarded it for a while, and he kept getting on me. He's like, you need to do this. You need to do this. I'm like, it's crazy, whatever. I'm just, I'm like, no. And finally, I got tired of him asking me, and I was like, here, gave it to my wife. I said, you're smart. Read this. She read it in like a day and a half. She's like, we have to do this. I'm like, okay, you're a lunatic too. <laughs> so I gave it to Michael. I said, help me prove Greg and Sam wrong. Michael read it in like a day, and he's like, we have to do this. And I'm like, great. I'm the lunatic here. I'm, fir- I'm officially cornered. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, let's do it. You know, all these people who make way more money than I do and have a whole lot more functioning brain cells than I do are doing this and telling me I should do it, and I'm just the one sitting here saying, no, you shouldn't do it. Maybe there's something wrong with me in this picture. So uh, this is year four for our banking. Um, and I have people who are going to listen to this. I'm going to send this to that. Is it year four? Yeah, it is. Four? Yep. Yeah. Um, praise God, right? I just counted. Yeah. Yeah. For every dollar I get in, I get like a dollar and three back or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, we'll explain that out a little bit. But I have people I'm going to send this to that... They don't really know. They don't know what banking is through life insurance. There's people going to listen to this who are either have been doing banking or are thinking about it or have never even heard the concept, and they they're they're in the they're sitting there in the sidelines already dismissing me as the lunatic I once dismissed everyone else as. But uh, anyway, so this is year number four, and it's it's privatized banking using dividend paying whole life life insurance. Uh, to build your own private banking system to free yourself from the bonds of the of the bank, and as a farmer um, and a rancher, I, I farm a little over three thousand acres. I got cow a cow herd, and I'm currently looking for something to do to use the rest of my free time in. And uh, <laughs> he's just exploding with free time. Yeah, I have so much. I just, uh, seriously, just yeah, try to get on. Just, just, fly, yeah. just try to get on his schedule. It'll be immediate. Yeah, like and, I don't as have in a like five years from now. Yeah, Michael can vouch. <laughs> I do not have a schedule. Um, no, you can't because it's like what? What's your schedule? Dry. Dry. What's What's your schedule next week? I don't know. Uh, maybe wet. <laughs> Says it might be. Might be dry. Farmers are a different breed, man. We are. But no, I want to point out a connection there because for the listeners, because people have heard of banking. They got a they got oh yeah. They got a bank right across the street. They know what a bank is. They keep money, they loan money, they move money. But then we say life insurance, you're like, okay, well, what's the connection there? Well, why do we use life insurance for banking? There's a very simple answer for that. Because the banks do it. That, yes. <laughs> Who has all the money? Life insurance well, and banks. Well, maybe we should do what they do. Hey, banking. Well, we're going to do banking. Well, how? Well, how about we do it like the people that are already banking? Okay, well, let's do that. Yeah. That, that's, they got it figured now, out. They do. Now, um, there's you, there's all this explanation and learning and details about why they use life insurance, but they do. Yeah. He just took a picture. I took a picture of you. This is a historic <laughs> moment. Yeah. It is. First time Josh has been on my podcast. So. It is. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank but you yeah, for coming. Um, yeah, well, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to spread the news of infinite banking with other people. Mm-hmm. It's changed my life. It's absolutely revolutionized my life and our finances. Um, it, yeah, it change, It doesn't only change your finances and your money. It changes everything. It changes the way you think about everything. Absolutely everything. Relationships, uh, your marriage, your children, the future of your children. Yeah. 
the future of, in my case, my farming operation. Yeah. My goal with banking is to get to a point where my children don't have to go to other people to have ground enough to farm. And if that, I, and now I have a relationship, I have great relationships with literally every one of my landowners. I'm very, very thankful for that. Um, and I want to continue to farm their ground because it's a blessing to be able to do that and yes. serve them. Yes. Um, because I truly believe that one of the greatest jobs on earth is being a caretaker for God's creation. Um, and there's many different aspects of how it looks because it takes all kinds to make the world go around. And you've, by the way, you've done really well with that. Well, and you. I look forward to watching you grow in that. But he won't tell you that. But he's one of the best when it comes to taking care of land. No, really. I've I've walked with him in that since 2016. And I, I saw one of your fields yesterday. I went up Diamond Creek and I saw your... How many acres of beans at the uh, Knox? 80 there. 80 acres of beans. And it's a beautiful site. You can't... There's not a single weed. Um, the, the, the outside edge is chewed to shreds by the deer, the deer, but it's one row on the edge and then the rest of it's just, <laughs> I suppose I can sacrifice one row to the deer. Yeah. 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 But you know, we can't, well, yeah. thank you for that. I appreciate it. That's very kind. Yeah. yeah. Now get back to work and get better. I know. Right. <laughs> you, you suck. Continue on. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's what Michael tells me all the time. He, he's my life coach. And, um, he's at, he's, Michael is my brother-in-law and it's, it's funny because when people say, you know, who, who do you do your banking through? And I say my brother-in-law, it's like, it's like, and Dave Ramsey does this. He's like, you know, Oh, don't take advice from your brother-in-law and so on and so forth. Actually, I do take advice from my brother-in-law because Michael is exponentially more brilliant with numbers than I am. Really find someone who does something better than you and hook your cart to their wagon no, to their horse. To their horse. Yeah, sure. Or just have one horse pulling a lot of wagons and go with them. I see I see what you're saying, and I'll push back against it a little bit because I just see the numbers totally dip from a totally different angle. It's sure. like it's like we're both bird hunting and but we're seeing we're on opposite sides of the bird and yeah. we just make sure we don't shoot each other. Right. Just wait till it gets high enough. But I can see a totally different side of it. Right. Because I could I'm not saying that what you said was incorrect. It's totally correct. I see it in a way that you don't. But at the same time, like Michael is Josh, so smart, he got paid to go to school. That's what he's <laughs> not telling you. He got paid to go to school anyway. I did. I went to Notre Dame. It yeah. was fun. Yeah, he didn't go to like some crotchy school. He went to high school. Yeah, it was good. That's it great. was good. I but came no, up and saw you saw a quick story. I came up and saw Michael, and I they had a little store, an Apple store. In there. <laughs> And they had all these iPads out, and I set all of the iPads to continuous burst mode on photos. <laughs> and when we left, they had taken like twenty four thousand pictures and counting. <laughs> anyway, that was my trip. Well, that's that's what they get for you know. They let them let, all unlocked. Let you do it whatever said, you want. Try me. So he okay, tried. Okay, so I he, tried every single <laughs> one of those stupid things. <laughs> oh, it, banking. Banking. Um, so anyway, we I read the book, Sam read the book, other people read the book, Lane read the book, all these yeah. people read, and you're like, wow, maybe we should look into this. Then I got my first policy. I brought it to your house. I remember right. that, like the actual physical. Yeah. And you're like, I I really am cornered now. Like, yeah, what am I going to do? I have to do this. Yeah. And so I'm like, here. And so what we started doing, my first policy, 
we bought our house in 80 acres um, and I wanted to recapture our money. So, um, Michael, what that you're spending preface, on this how, field? Yeah, preface how you set up a land. policy to recapture money. What is a policy? How do you get one? What do you do? What do you do with it? Say that, and then I'll say how I use that policy. Use that policy to capture our first home mortgage, so that we get all the money and our property in the end. Well. We like to show you conceptually and then with a, a real spreadsheet of numbers a simple example of how a policy actually works because people are not used to looking at numbers this way. And by numbers, I really mean dollars because financial institutions want you to believe that dollars and numbers are the same, but they are not. Right. So I'm answering your question. I want to put this example out there. Two plus two plus two is what? Six. And it will always be six. It'll be six now. It was six fifty years ago. It'll be six fifty years from now. Yeah. But if you put a dollar sign in front of each of those and you go two dollars plus two dollars plus two dollars is six bucks. Now is that the same six dollars it was fifty years ago? No. And will it be the same $6 50 years from now? No, $6 50 years ago would buy more than a tank of gas. $6 yeah. today buys two gallons? Not even. Yeah. yeah. $6 50 years from now will even buy a gallon. Right. <laughs> Probably right. not. And so the reason I say that is it's one example of how when you look at dollars, you're not looking at the same thing as when you look at numbers. And so you're like, well, I want to do this. Well, let me, let me kind of show you how this behaves to see if it catches, if your eye catches it the way that it should, because I'm your coach and I want to coach you on how to implement this strategy. Yeah. So how do you get a policy? How does it work? The most important thing is to realize that you're not getting a policy. You're, get, you're getting a strategy. Yeah. And from me from us yeah. and so you know in it, all clarity i work with michael and living wealth financial just putting that out there yes the um then you get a policy and you know if someone wants to start they start with a policy on themselves because yeah. usually you know patriarch of the family or the main breadwinner you want to make sure that your butt's you, covered your butt's covered exactly and then you just um start making deposits either monthly or annually into that policy and then you take a loan against the cash value of that policy to finance things and then your money's in two places at once yeah it's so like how? it's like taking a it's like taking a loan against a piece of land it doesn't affect the value of the land you still have the value of the land and your money's it's over somewhere for you. and it's also you got the money out working somewhere else and you pay the loan back except when you take a loan against the value of land, someone else is the banker. But when you take a loan against your policy, you're the, you're banker. the banker because you control and own the policy at the sure. mutual company. And that's the part that's going to take our listeners. If, if you're listening to this and you don't understand that already. Yeah, you're probably going, whoa, 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 wait. Yeah, what? don't don't worry about it. It'll take you some time for that to sink in. Yeah. And you'll, you will see like, no, I'm I actually. I'm a slow learner. And it sunk in. So if it sinks in for me, it can sink in for anyone. Best way I can explain that is if you want to get a loan against a piece of property, 
how much paperwork is that going to be? Oh my gosh, they want to know everything about you. Yeah, everything. And, yeah, and then how long is it going to take to actually get that loan approved? Oh, 30, 60, 90 days. Yeah, okay. The last. We took a policy loan out the other day and it was there in what, three days, four days? Three days. Yeah. If you want to get a policy loan, there's and no they application. Didn't ask me anything. There's no app. <laughs> no, there's no application. No, if you're entitled to the loan because you own it and control it. Yeah. The last four policy loans I did, I got the money within 48 hours. It's liquid. Um, there's no other asset that you can use to take a loan against the value of something where you're the owner and you control it, where yeah. you're actually sitting in the banker's chair. Yeah. So again, if that doesn't let's make sense. Let's do a simple policy illustrate. Let's use my mortgage, the policy we, my first one for my mortgage. So sure. I took out a, a life insurance policy, a life insurance policy company. Michael is not a life insurance company. The Living Wealth is not a life insurance company. They're a company that helps people like me uh, a ton of people, I mean, you know, uh, work with life insurance companies and help us become bankers and recapture our own wealth using life insurance. So, um, took a first, first policy is $30,000 a year annual policy. I pay it annually cause I'm farm a farmer and, and everything in my life is annual. And that, that's an annual $30,000 deposit that yes. you make into your policy at the company. Correct. And then we had our mortgage come due, which is about $20,000. So I call up the life. So I got $30,000 in a life insurance policy. I call up the life insurance policy company. I say, hey, I would like actually, to take... Actually, no, you call us. Living right, well. that's right. We I handle, Yeah, just so people know, like we handle the policy loans through our office so we can track them and everything. But yeah, continue. Yeah, so I call Michael and say, hey, um, I'm going to take... I would like to take policy loans. So um, call life insurance company. I need a policy loan for 20000 bucks. Okay, would you like it? A check? How much cash value do you have? I had like... Twenty some thousand dollars. First year you don't get a hundred percent of that money. You do first year you get about what? Sixty, sixty-five percent. Sixty-five percent of the thirty thousand dollars. The second year same thing, the second year base. It's a little higher, but it's basically the same thing. Year three. Year three is almost dollar for dollar. Yeah. It's over ninety percent. People are like, well, why can't I get all my money? Yeah, but people put money into a Roth IRA that they can't touch for like forty years. If I was well, to put my money into Roth IRA, I would have to pay a penalty plus my tax rate to get that money out. There goes any growth that it would have possibly had. Plus, I have no control over what it does in the forty years that would have had to sit there. Right. And look, people there are plenty of people that like their IRAs and sure. their Roth IRAs and it's just a different strategy. We're here to coach people on banking. Yeah. You can't use it. You, well, you could use you, take, you cannot use effective, banking for your IRA. Exactly. You but you cannot use your IRA for banking effectively. Correct. It won't work. But yeah. you can't what, access your money. What what I well, you can, but it's hard. Yeah. It's it is very limited. But what I'm saying is with the policy loan, the reason that you can't access dollar for dollar cash value right away there's a very specific reason for that okay and it's a irs law i see you can only put in so much cash into a policy for for how much death benefit that policy okay. has before you lose the tax advantages and the irs will come in and say this is no longer a life insurance policy this is a modified endowment contract and then they'll tax it the way they tax an ira i see so it's rather than it's to protect me or the life insurance holder Policyholder 
from, from the a IRS. from having a taxable event that you don't need to have. Right. Okay. Sure. So would you would you take a forty percent liquidity loss for two years to have dollar for dollar and more, and then sixty percent rated return, hundred percent infinite rate of return for the rest of your life? Absolutely. So that you can avoid taxes for forever. I mean. Again, we're going really fast through this. Yeah. We need to, Josh and I have been doing this a while, so yeah, we understand yeah. what we're saying. If we well, let me back that up again. In the erase what I just said. <laughs> Forgive me. In the 1970s, the top income tax bracket was like 90%. Wow. Um, people don't realize that we're in the best income tax environment that we've been in for decades right now. And when the tax rates went that high, people with a ton of money wanted to figure out a way to shelter their cash or their tax, their cash flow from taxes. Yeah. So they would take a, they would take, you know, a million bucks and dump it into a single premium life insurance policy. So they'd have a million dollars in cash value and a million dollars in death benefit. And they did that for a while. And then the IRS came in and said, no, you can't do that. That's actually an investment. It's not a life insurance policy. And they made it so that at starting out, you have to have a much higher death benefit than you have cash value, which is why that happens in the first two years. And again, I if I was able to like show you on a piece of paper, if this was visual, I could... It makes demonstrate. sense. It's on paper. It, I could, you have to have so much death benefit big number for so much cash value, smaller number Sure. in order to maintain the tax advantages of the life insurance and banking, which is one of the most massive, if not the oh, number one, it's, it's like gotta be the biggest, the number one advantage of doing this is yeah. being able to play with your money, grow your money, get rates of return and not and access your money and not pay tax yeah and you don't even have to include it on your, it doesn't even appear on your tax return yeah legally legally <laughs> yeah legal 100 percent, 100 percent legally and our mentor ray has been audited audited by the irs seven out of the last nine years and policy loan documentation is a very easy thing to show them and like oh yeah it's a policy loan from an insurance company this isn't yeah, because Michael, Michael, who's the biggest holder of life insurance policies in the world? Biggest owner of life insurance? Yeah, commercial banks. I'll be the. No, they own more. Li it's called Boli. Yeah. B O L I. It's an acronym. Bank owned life insurance. Boli, yeah. third tier management and up. They insure all of them with high cash value life insurance. If you look at well, last time I looked at Wells Fargo, they had thirty four billion. In life insurance, cash, cash, oh, yeah. cash values, right? Okay, and the 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 it's called tier one assets. The only thing that a big commercial or any, the only thing that a commercial bank owns that has a higher market value than its life insurance cash values is their real estate. Yeah, that's the only thing they own that's worth more. What 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 are okay? Let's get back to my policy. So that we're great at rabbit trails. I'm the king of rabbit trails. So Michael, yes. corral me. You, you and Wes Callahan. Oh my gosh, <laughs> love you, man. Um, so we, I took, I got a life insurance policy, annual premium payment, thirty thousand dollars a year. I write a check to life insurance company, thirty thousand bucks. Boom. You have this thing called cash value. What you have in that policy that you can borrow 
against, not you're not pulling that money out of your policy, you're using it as collateral. So I call like by the way, you can pull it out, but right. you, but you don't. You don't want to. No. No. So um, my mortgage is due twenty thousand bucks. Uh, worked through Living Well, said, hey, I need a policy loan for twenty thousand bucks. Uh, literally one week later, it, and I didn't have to fill any forms because my I was using my own money. I was using collateral, using my own money as collateral. Um, the money is in my account. I write a check to the local bank. Boom, mortgage is covered. I have, now in a life insurance policy, you have a guaranteed rate of return of? Between 2 and 3% right now, depending on the company. It used to be 4 Yeah. But it's, and then you have dividends on top of that. But the key is to realize that that's not the key question. The key right. question is what rate of return are you guarantee are what rate of return are you acquiring for yourself when you took the money out and used it? And then whatever the policy is growing is just in addition to that. Right. So I've got that thirty thousand dollars and that portion of my mortgage paid. And yes. that thirty thousand is growing tax free. Yeah. So the money that you paid to pay your mortgage payment stayed in your policy and is earning you uninterrupted tax-free compound interest until you die. Forever. Yeah, until I die. So then over the next year, um, we, we were fortunate enough to make enough to pay our policy loan back. So we rebuilt all that cash value. Mm -hmm. And we had another policy or another premium payment come due the next year. And we paid that. So now we have $60,000 in our policy. Mm -hmm. uh, more annual mortgage payment comes due. We take a policy loan, kick that over to, the, to our local bank. They're happy they got their money. Year three, write a check, policy payment. Boom, $90,000 in my life insurance policy. And this is, if you had done this, just think about, and I thought about this way and I explained it to people. You're going to do this with your savings account or your checking account. You're going to, if you're not using life insurance, you're going to save up your thirty your your mortgage payment, and you're going to write a check, and you're going to pay it to the bank. And now you're back to zero. And you're going to spend the next year, and you're going to build it up, build up, build it up, write a check, boom, gone. And the thing that is so powerful is... Um, I, I, I grew up learning or being taught that debt is bad and paid anything paid for is good. And I'm not discrediting that. I'm not discrediting people that live that way whatsoever. No. And um, if we were being honest, I mean, I learned the same thing and it taught us a lot of really valuable things in oh, life about us, money yeah. because debt can't, I mean, debt to be fair can be bad. It absolutely can be bad. It can be bad, but it can be a useful tool. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and I looked at my mortgage. I want to. I want to do a rabbit trail right there because okay. it's really important. Good about debt. Okay? okay. Capital Federal Bank is right across the street. We're at the corner of Six and Commercial. Okay, it's right over there. Mm -hmm. If you let's, I'm going to assume you have a hundred thousand dollar check in your pocket right now. Okay. And you're going to walk across the street and you're going to deposit that check in the bank. Right. Because you have a checking account there. I know you, you don't have one there, but I'm assuming you do. Right. Is that deposit, and I'm trying to illustrate the difference between maybe good debt, bad debt, leverage, is debt bad, when is it bad, when is it good, okay? 
is that deposit in the bank an asset or a liability to the bank? Liability. They owe the whole thing to you, principal right. and interest, don't they? Yeah, because if you come back tomorrow and say I want a hundred thousand bucks, they owe you a hundred grand plus the interest for that day. Right. Now, on one day, they owe you. It'd be a very small amount, but it were would be want, interest. They don't want to pay you any. This interest. is this is the other way to think about it. If the only thing a bank ever did is take deposits, would they make any money? None. No, they'd just be bleeding money. Right. They'd be paying interest. If you look at the fine print on a checking account or an account of any kind, it's actually called, in legal terms, a demand loan. A deposit, a deposit to a bank is actually a loan from you to the bank. And it also means you don't own that money anymore. It belongs to them while you loaned it to them. Interesting. Okay? Yeah. If you read the fine print. Yeah. So... But Guys, just, Mike, just Mike, Michael's very good at reading fine print, by the way. Well, I'm, well <laughs> but I, it's your job. I, I better be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but but here's the deal. Go back to the asset liability thing. Now, is that deposit an asset or a liability to you, the depositor? It's an asset. Yeah, it's earning you interest, yeah. and the, the whole thing is owed to you. Yep. Okay. Now, if I walked over there and I asked for a loan for a hundred thousand dollars, and They'd want collateral, all this stuff. If they loaned me that 100000 me, Michael, Josh deposited it, I borrowed it. Is that loan an asset or a liability to me? It's a liability to you. Yeah, the whole I owe the whole thing to the bank. Right, but it's an asset to the bank. It's an asset. The loan... The loan is an asset. The loan <laughs> is an asset to the bank. Yes, the loan is an asset. Okay, I have to say that it's so important now. Isn't it strange? Everything that we call an asset, the bank calls it a liability. Yeah. And everything that we call a liability, the bank calls it an asset. Right. But who's got all the money? The bank. So really, that, I mean, so that, that was so no. Things. So who? So whose thinking needs to change? Mine. And mine. Okay. <laughs> That is we're trying to that right money. There, that right there is infinite banking in a nutshell. It is. If you see that, you will see with up until 1913 or was it 1917? I think it was 1913. In the education system in America, children were taught from the time they were in school, little kindergarten, first grade, to be to live independently from the banks. Mm. Since that time, we've been taught to be dependent on the banks. Sure. It's called a credit score. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you, you hear it in agriculture. How'd your year go? Oh, it's okay. I hope my banker lets me try again next year. <laughs> no, and just, and to be fair, we know a lot of good bankers. We do. I don't. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come now. Sorry. One's sitting right across from you. Oh, no, but okay. We, yes. No, I'm t- yes. Yes. <laughs> No, but I know like, a lot of good privatized bankers. Like, look, you can have a great relationship with your banker. You can make good deals with them. That's not what we're saying. Sure. What we're saying is, I, we, I took a, I took a loan not, out against a bank from a local bank a month ago to buy a piece of property. Yeah, but I'm going to recapture all that money yes. through a life insurance policy. Yes. So, Michael. So what I'm really saying is, is we haven't been programmed to think like bankers. No. And 
we're giant. Min- we're programmed to think like minions. We're, 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 we have been programmed to think like borrowers. Yeah. Depositors and borrowers, not bankers. Right. And trying to think like a banker is like thinking backwards. The answer to all most questions is follow the money. Follow the money. Yes. Where does the money lead back to? Yes. Okay, so I want you to explain to people... So I took this policy to recapture my mortgage. Yes. When at a certain point in that policy, for every dollar I put in, I get more in borrowable value. At what point in that policy? With no taxes. With no taxes, that's right. So if, so for every dollar I what year is that? It's somewhere between the 30th and 40th month. Depending on how you use the policy. So in my life, that is the third hot season. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere between the third and fourth hot season. Yeah, year. Yeah. So so you put, so I put, let's just say a dollar. I'm putting 30,000 in that policy. But I put a dollar in and I I get approximately, just give me a rough number, a dollar. A dollar 20. A dollar 20 back. Five years in. Put a dollar in, I get a dollar. Okay, now I want to draw. This is so it, important. Yeah, okay. everyone's every policy is different. No, no. Well, exactly. Listen to this. When he asked earlier, what's the rate of return on the policy, the guaranteed versus dividends, all that? That's what everybody asks. Right. That's what everybody's been programmed to ask right. about what's life insurance. And the answer is, the more that you do banking effectively, the higher it gets. Right. The more loans a bank makes. The more money, the, the more the money, makes. the more money they this make. This is something interesting. You taught me this, or you taught me, or Ray, I can't remember. Well, Ray Trotter taught us both, and you probably taught me. A bank makes more money during a low interest rate environment than during a high interest rate environment. You think, wait just a minute, wait just a minute. They, it, it, wait, you know, on, the banks on. are making, say they make 10% on a loan, they're making 10%. Wait. During a 2% interest environment, they're only making 2%. But they can make more loans. No, no, that's not actually why. Oh, I'm sorry. I take that back, but I'm still a student. No, 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 no. He's, he's correct, but you need to understand why. I'm okay. a, this is on page three of Nelson's book. I'm going to read this. Thank you, Nelson. We love you. Nelson Nash, Becoming Your Own Banker, page three. Michael's Fifth edition. Fifth edition. This book is not about invest. This is my favorite paragraph in this entire book. This book is not about investments of any kind. It is about how one finances the things of life, which can certainly include investments. It is not about rates of return. As time goes by, interest rates are up and interest rates are down. But the process of banking goes on no matter what is happening. Correct. It is a well-known fact that banks make more money during times of low interest rates than when rates are high. Now, here's why, okay? The bank had to get the money from you. That 100000 that you deposited, yeah. they bought that money from you. They have none of their own money. No, they do not <laughs> use their own money. They bought it from you. Let's yeah. say they, they're paying you 1% right now. Sure. And they can loan it. Prime rate's five and a half. You, they can charge ordinary peons 50 basis points. I'm going to say they loaned it at six. If they bought it for 1%, 
and they sold it to a lender at 6%. They, so the deposit is costing them 1%, and the loan is earning them 6%. What's their rate of return on their money? 500%. 600%. 600%. But they're paying you 1%. No, 6 is 600% of 1. No, no, 500%. Yeah. 500%. I'm stupid. <laughs> 500%. They paid one, they made six. Now, it's everyone 500. on this podcast that has not read the book and whatever is going to go, no, that's only 5%. No, it's 500%. Because it wasn't their money. It, just put a dollar sign in front of it. They paid a dollar and they made six dollars. Yeah. They paid you a dollar for your money and they paid, they got paid six. Difference is five. 500 bucks or 500 percent it's the other way to do it is you you divide six divided by one or one yes it's 600 percent six divided by one it's either that or 500 my brain's the profit kinking right now yeah it's 500 percent it's like if you paid somebody 100 bucks and you made 600 percent that's not a five percent rate of return that's a 500 percent rate of return I'm going to trust you on that. <laughs> no, it is. Like I said, I'm not a number. No, guy. I'm just saying um, they... Now, think about when interest rates are low. The reason that they make more money when interest rates are low is because they're paying so little for the money. Yeah. So if they're paying 0.1% on their deposits and they can turn around and make a car loan at 7 even think about it. Even if a three percent mortgage sounds really good to you guys, doesn't it? Yeah. But if they're only paying point one percent, what's three divided by point one? I don't know. Three divided by point one. Thirty. It's thirty times. They made 30 times what they paid for the money. And they can borrow, let's see, the banks get how much money? They can borrow how many dollars? Or they well, can no, no, don't, no, wait, don't go there yet. Oh, come I, on. No, don't go there yet. I want to look at one cycle of this. If okay. they're paying 0.1 and they're making 3, they made 30 times what they paid. That's a 3,000% rate of return. But when interest rates are high, now some of you listening are going to be able to remember what CD rates were like. In, in, in money market accounts, I mean, it was not, you could find a money market account for 8 9% in the 80s, or roughly there. It was a lot higher. Sure. So, but mortgage rates were much higher than that. So if they're, ha- if they're having to pay, let's say, 5%, but they're only making 9% on the loan, 9 divided by 5 is only 1.8 right. instead of 30 that's 180% rate of return instead of 3000. Right. So, when interest rates go down, their cost of capital is so low that they don't have to charge a high interest rate to make a ton of money. Right. And That's when you, why when you banks put your money in a bank. You don't think when you deposit your paycheck at the end of the week, you don't think what's my return going to be on this. You just put it in there. Yes. Cuz why? Cuz it's what we do. It's what we it's if we we're you where we've been money in programmed the bank. to store the bank. Yep. Get your paycheck and put it in. Yeah, they take it and they spend. They they loan all of it out because a loan is an asset. Money sitting in their bank is a liability. It's six hundred percent. I just I I was multiplying correctly the inverse of dividing. If they pay one on our original example, yeah. forgive me, listeners. We all make mistakes. <laughs> if you pay one and you make six, you make six times what you paid. 
Six times one is six. If you pay one and you make six, you made six times what you paid. That's a 600% rate of return. Yeah. I'm nodding my head through the microphone. If you have to pay two and you only make four, you only made twice what you paid. Right. If they paid two for the money and they made four, so I want to talk that's about a 200 growth, the cash value yes. growth. So you're guaranteed a rate of return on your policy. But the longer you deposit money into this, every year that you deposit, your cash value, the money that you can borrow against, builds by more than what you put into the policy. Yeah, so yes. for every 30000 there was I was talking to one person for every dollar they put in they were getting like a dollar twenty six in borrowable cash value mm-hmm. on year ten mm-hmm. and people are like a lot of people dismiss this as a Ponzi scheme oh this is, you know it's crazy this sounds like a get rich quick it's not get rich quick it's no. not no this is a long term investment or it's, excuse me Strategy. forgive me for the word investment it's not an investment it's a tool. To re- help recapture your your money, it's a long term strategy. That's what it is. Yeah, and um, you know, so I I looked at it, and at the end, so you know, I borrow I, our home mortgage, I refinanced it. Uh, was it a year, two years ago? Got a lower interest rate for a longer term note. Um, and yes. So I'm building this policy after it's a 30-year mortgage. It was a 20. I moved it to a 30 per raise recommendation because he showed me the numbers. And the longer I refinance that loan, the more money I made. I know what? The longer the loan, the more money I made because I was recapturing it in my policy. Life, it, it, money is all about recapture. Or, excuse me. Your return grows Exponentially, we're talking about compound interest. Yes. The longer the time, the bad, the more it builds. So, at, at the end of my mortgage, you and I have said, and we looked at the numbers. At the end of my mortgage, the end of thirty years, my life insurance policy will have more in it than I paid for my mortgage. Oh yeah. Oh a yeah. A lot. No, more. no, that. No, if you look at a 30-year mortgage, and I can speak to this because Ray's in the 18th or 19th year of taking over his mortgage on his daughter's house. If you look at the mortgage that they did, it was, um, was it 202 or 208, 205? Yeah, something like that. It was like 205,000, okay, around there, or 202, whichever it was. We'll just say 205K. Yeah. After seven years, all that money was back in the policy. Yeah. The policy recaptured the original cost of the house in seven years. Yeah. That mortgage grows. A mortgage with one mortgage, one time with infinite banking, grows about 700% over 30 years. So yeah. it, so a $200,000 mortgage is worth about $1.4 million. Yes. And what people don't look at is that mortgage in the family because of the policy actually continues. Yeah. So in the first 30 years, it grows $1.4 million. Over the next 10 years after that, it grows another $1.2 million. Wow. Because you're compounding $1.4 at that the more The, the <laughs> longer... In other words, we all get a check for 24 hours every day. Yeah. And the... 
you can't buy more time. I, I was, it, it, yeah, and 20, so but yeah, a check refer, referring to there's 24 hours per day. Yes, there's not anything that can replace that time once it's gone. Right. So, um, and so you know, my outlook is farmers have been far, farming and agriculture used to be like Job. In the Bible, Job had immense wealth, vast mm-hmm. herds. Yes, and he was a great man. I mean, he was he was well respected. I mean, the Lord like loved Job. Yes, and uh, anyway, Job had everything taken from him, and then he had everything given back to him. Yep, exponentially more than what he had. Mm-hmm. Wealth is a frowned upon thing in so much of society today. People look at wealthy people and they think, oh man, if I only had that. Or, you know, they did not get that through, you know, good means. Only they had to do something illegal to become wealthy. Or they look at wealth. And, um, but there, I had one of my favorite sayings is a poor man never gave anybody a job. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, um, it there are good people that have a lot of money. There are good people that don't have a lot of money. There are bad people that have a lot of money. There are bad people that have no money. Yes. And um, I, I know. I mean, I you and I personally know people that they have done so many good things with money. They have funded orphanages. Oh, oh they have man. put yeah. pe- children yes. through college. They have paid off people's mortgage, you know, single mom's mortgages so the mom didn't have a mortgage payment anymore. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they had the means to do so. And in the parable of the Good Samaritan, the guy gets beat up on the side of the road. People come by. They don't take care of him. The Good Samaritan comes along and he looks at the man that's broken. He's bleeding on the side of the road and he loads him on his own donkey which means he had to walk the rest of the way. Yeah. Rabbi Lappin talks about this. He had to walk the rest of the way, which was not an easy task to do. No, and it was dangerous. Was it was dangerous. To boot. Absolutely. If he was on, if he was off his steed, he could not outrun danger anymore. Yes. He put himself in a position of being very vulnerable. Uh, he took him to an inn, and he he had him cared for, and he told the innkeeper, "I take care of him until he is well." he paid for it all Mm -hmm. he didn't say here's 100 bucks when it's out kick him out it should take care of him it said you take care of him until he is well Mm -hmm. and he couldn't do that if he didn't have money no no. you know his if he had no money but he still had the you know he still had that nature he could he would have wanted him to be taken care of but he could not afford to have him cared for mm-hmm. the innkeeper had to be paid that's how he makes his living that's yep. how he feeds his family yep. so the you know i my generational look is building a generational family privatized bank to where pretzer farms my children their children and their children i prayerfully for generations to come can never, ever walk inside of a bank unless 
you know, they will never have to. Right. They'll never have to. Well, that's it's my same intention for my children. For your children. I, I my intention is for my children not to have to see the inside of the bank for a loan if they don't want to. Exactly. You can finance it with the family. Yeah. So, you know, um like you said, so my mortgage is going to grow somewhat similar to that one that you just described. It's at the end of 30 years. In 30 years, my son, Wes, probably going to be ready to buy a house, buy a, buy a farm, buy a piece of property. Maybe. Let's just say he does. Mm-hmm. Um, that money's there to buy a piece of property. Yes. Otherwise, if I was just paying the bank, you know, getting the money, paying my mortgage, paying at the bank. I have a paid-for home at the end of 30 years, and I do not have... I have equity in my home. I don't have the money. Well, The bank has the money. The bank has the money, but if you're the bank, you would get all the money. Correct. So why not pay off the house over that period of time, and at the end of that period of time, have the house and And the the money? money. And if if that sounds too good to be true, believe me, it's true. It's All you have to do is learn these simple rules. I was and it's, the greatest skeptic. And it's possible. So you can create those mortgages for your children, for Wes, for... And, and honestly, anybody that wants one. Anybody. I mean, well, the, one of the greatest things that I learned from Ray in the last year is... He, he, he turned around one day at the office and looked at me and said, Michael, one of the great The Jews do not have a money gene. Yeah. Okay. But they know the rules of money. Right. And to a Jew, one of the gr- the greatest thing that you can do with money, or one of the greatest things that you can do with money, is loan money to a friend so that they can get into business. Oh yeah. Because everybody here knows, you can't start a business without money. You have to have. There's always a capitalization cost. You can think about a grocery store. Got to buy a piece of ground. Got to build the. The concrete pad, you got to build all this stuff. You can't start a okay, you can't start a farm without buying a bunch of equipment, etc. So, and I've watched Ray do that. Oh yeah. We uh, you and I have done it. Yes. You and I have made loans to friends and family. We've had I mean, thanks to the system allowing us to have capital to be able to loan. I I yes. I pay or I loaned um, someone the money to buy their first vehicle. Yep. So did I. Well, it wasn't his yeah. first vehicle, but he basically it was a friend of mine that had, his income had gone from nine grand a month to thirty grand a month, but he didn't have tax returns to prove that. And he was trying to get into his new house because he had moved to a new city, and the bank was giving him grief. So I just gave him the money for his car, you, lent you, him. You guys but, heard that he went from nine grand a month to thirty grand a month, and the bank would loan him the money. Because he didn't have the tax return to prove it. Now, I'm not the most intelligent individual, but if someone goes from nine grand a month to thirty grand a month and they were responsible with nine, I really feel like I'm gonna get my money back when they get erased to thirty grand a month. Prob- probably. I mean, this is a guy that flew medical blackhawks in Afghanistan. Yeah. So he's a fairly responsible individual. Yeah. You know, and so I, I, to this individual, they, you know, they couldn't go get a loan to the bank from the bank. They didn't have a credit score. Um, you know, the, the, now no you're, you're switching to this other individual. Yeah, this, uh, yeah, you the person money I made a loan to for the uh-huh. first car. Um, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I know this person. I value, I value their character. I value their work ethic. I've been able to watch them, observe them. 
Um, you know, and I was like, your first vehicle is like 5,500 bucks. Sure, here's $5,500. I'm gonna charge you this amount of interest rate. You pay me back over the course of two years. Yep. Okay, sounds good. That loan just got paid off, didn't it? It did, yeah. I got all my money, I got interest, he got a vehicle of whence he could not have gotten one mm -hmm. through a conventional bank. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it was, a, it was a great thing. Why let, or, you know, like you said, why give the why why let the bank get that loan when you or I or Ray or Greg or whoever can have the loan? But and here's here's something that was pretty great. My parents um, had some money sitting in a savings account. We needed to buy a new grain trailer, and I was like, "No, I could have written a check for this grain trailer." But I'm like, "Hey, you're getting like one tenth of a percent in your savings account. Why don't you loan?" me the farming operation the money for this grain trailer right and i'll pay you back over the course of we did that one on four years and i'll right. pay you seven percent right and they're like really uh-huh absolutely so they're now making they were making one tenth of a percent in their savings account the money's sitting there it's losing how much to inflation i mean they're there's you know they got 40 grand sitting in a savings account they're losing. Treasury says inflation's like nine point something percent right now. It's higher than that. Yeah, so they're losing about almost four thousand dollars in buying value a year. Yep. Due to inflation. Yes. Right now, because inflation's rampant. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, or you know, and, and that interest rate, that that percent of inflation will go down. It will go up and go down. Nelson said that. Just like I mean, just interest rates. Loan that to me at seven percent. Okay. They did. I had the money to pay for it, mm -hmm. but at the end of the time of that four years, mom and dad are going to have forty thousand dollars paid back. Their money was put in a place that's not losing that much money anymore. They're fairly confident I'm going to be able to pay the loan back because they watched the farming operation. You know, and worst case scenario, if I can't pay the loan, they just sell the trailer. Yes. That's the worst case scenario, like with the loan with the vehicle. Yes. My friend. Worst case scenario, I just sell the vehicle and get my money back if they don't make the payments. When you look at a 30-year mortgage that it grows 700%, you start to understand why the banks don't want the house. There's they, a re yeah, they, they, want, yeah. they want the mortgage on the house. That's they exactly they right. do not want the house. The because actual house is a liability. If you, can, yeah, if you can find a house that will grow 700% in value over 30 years... I mean, it happens, but that's that's tough to find. Yeah. I mean, think of you'd have to find a two hundred thousand dollar house that you could sell for a million and a half. Yeah. In thirty years, maybe. I mean, it's not impossible. Right. You guys got to understand too. When you're talking to me, you're talking to a specialist. Yeah. It's like I'm a radiation oncologist. I'm like a radiation oncologist. Don't come to me with broken leg. Okay, there's there's trauma surgeon down the hall that can do that. Okay, do I know about do I know what the treasury is? Yes. Do I know something about what's going on at the Fed? I have friends that do. Okay. Sure. Privatized banking. Okay. So this is Let this is a different quick. game. Would man. mom and dad? Yeah. Would mom and dad get paid back? So I'm gonna pay them over four years, seven percent. They get all their money back. They get interest on their money. Mm -hmm. Who has all the money plus interest at the end? Your mom and dad. What can they do with that money? Anything they want. 
hey mom Loan dad, back out. i need to buy <laughs> you know i'd like to buy a tractor or you know something let's just say something. all the money stayed in the family all the money stayed, they have all the money plus the interest they loan it back to me yep i'll, I'll just share with everybody here the loan i made to my friend i bought a new car this year I spent $50,000 on a car. I never thought I would spend that much on a car, but because of... It's a pretty where, bad A car. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. I'm really enjoying it. Um, but the... It's a Tesla. It is a Tesla. I like my Tesla. Yeah. It's not good for gravel roads, but hey, that's why Jackson, I have an old... You did not hear that. SUV Jackson. Yeah, sorry. We love you. We, we do. Burn coal, people. Burn coal. <laughs> No, uh, no, but I, it's $50,000 car. We set it up on a seven year loan at like 7% on 50,000. That's $750 a month. My interest, something is a little bit off there, but that's basically $750 a month. And my mom gets all that money, principal and interest. And I can buy every payment I make to her is a payment into the family bank that can be borrowed again. Yeah. And she's capturing it in policies on top of that. And so. this is something that I didn't understand for a while. And Michael has just just beat me over and over and over in the head to get this through my thick skull. I will, and I told and I just say this much. Oh yeah, I told Michael, why would I pay seven percent? And you can use you can do three, five, fours. I just picked seven. I just pulled that out of my mind. Because I just said seven. Yeah. Why would I pay seven percent when I can get a loan from the bank for three or four? Is the bank going to give? Five. Is the bank? Is the commercial bank going to give you any of your money back? No, freak no. Don't let me start about the bank. <laughs> Can't draw one. No, it, here's we have been programmed, people. I keep saying this. We've been programmed from the time we were little to think a certain way. Yeah. And one of those things is rate, 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 rate. Everybody is shopping for rates chasing rates for investments how high can i get it yeah for loans how low can i get it sure okay when you're the banker do you want the rate to be low on loans or high sure uh want the rate to be high yeah the more the higher the rate is the more money you make so i was i was speaking with a client he's he lives he's out in montana and he's creating a line of credit using his life insurance policy to, to his business. And he was saying, um, his only question was, we recommended that he make the interest rate 12.06%. Now, we backed into that rate because it made the dollar amount really even that he can pay every month. And his only question was, oh, I really like that because I'm getting more money and I'm recapturing more money and building my banking faster. He understood that it was good that the rate was high, but he said, will that pass IRS muster? <laughs> Because you can, when you create loans from your business to you, you can't just charge eight hundred percent. It has to be a reasonable rate of return. Yeah. But we've been using eight to twelve percent on lines of credits from businesses to individuals for years, and that was before rates went and guess up. Guess what you can do without interest? You can deduct it. Yes. Yeah. Now that's getting pretty. We're starting to get pretty deep. Well, here. the taxes only make the picture better. So let's. Let's let let's me, say let this. Me do this real let's quick. say let's say this. Okay. If you can buy a truck, your business can buy a truck, recapture all the money, and still have the truck. That's pretty good. Heck yeah. 
if you can deduct, if you can buy the truck, get all the money, principal, and interest back, and deduct it, that's even better. That's pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> that's wrong. So on, so on that grain sim line. Yes. This is this is absolute. And so on that grain sim line, I'm recapturing it through a policy first. This is right. Re- mom and dad. This is real life right now. So forty thousand dollar grain trailer. This is only now. Um, this is only. Uh, the worst case scenario, just the guaranteed interest in a policy. This is not mm-hmm. the policy growth of the cash. No, value. it's this not the bank. It's only the guaranteed rate it's of return. Not, it's not the dividends. It's not the extra interest. It's this not the acceleration the with the 40, flow of money. Four percent no. for ten years. Forty thousand four percent for ten years. My profit is nineteen thousand two hundred eleven dollars. That's Nineteen. Just, that's the profit. That's just the policy. That's only the guarantee. That is not that's, the that's policy just, growth. That's just part of the policy. That's not the di- that's not a dividend. That's nothing on top of that. Mm-hmm. In all reality, you recapture that in a much quicker time. Oh, way faster. Way faster. Ten years, twenty thousand. I regain half the cost of the trailer in ten years. At the worst case scenario, running it through a policy. Mm-hmm. That's without paying yourself back. That's without paying myself back. Yeah. That's without extra interest. I know. That's without dividends. I know. That's without the deduct- tax deduction. Exactly. That's without the deduct- tax And I get <laughs> the whole freaking trailer. Yes. And the interest. Yes. And the interest paid back to mom and dad is not taxed as a high of, as a, they're not taxed at as high of an interest rate. Well, because interest is not, interest income is not taxed at a regular rate. Really? I believe that's to be true. Well, don't let's not get into tax questions. Ask your accountant. Ask it. No, ask your accountant. <laughs> I mean, we folks, we know some things about taxes, but anything that we ever say about taxes, you need to ask. It, again, I'm a radiation oncologist. I'm not a foot doctor. Okay, you need to go ask your foot doctor questions about your feet. So we're banking coaches we're privatized banking specialists and life insurance and so always always don't take tax advice from your lawyer don't take legal advice from your accountant okay that's really important thing i learned that from robert kiyosaki but you pulling up something there yeah you pay you do pay regular rates on it regular it's incorrect it's regular it's regular income yeah ordinary income tax but Oh yeah, I mean it's it's taxes only improve the picture on banking, right? That's a crazy thing for people to wrap their minds around. But yeah, and then so you know, as my policy grows, when that's that reverse rewind like thirty minutes when I was talking about in ten years, my buddy that's got a policy that for every dollar he puts in, he gets a dollar twenty ish. 2026 in cash value. Yeah. He can borrow that dollar twenty-six. It's a loan. It's not income. It's a loan. Therefore, it's not taxed. He gets to use a dollar twenty-six and he put a dollar in. That's twenty-six cents on every dollar. He didn't have to work any harder to get. It just that's putting in a hundred and using a hundred and twenty. That's putting in a thousand using twelve hundred. It's putting in a hundred thousand and using hundred and twenty thousand. It's putting in a million and using one point two million. You can add as many zeros. 100, as, yeah, 
You can add as many zeros to this as you want. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's not as it taxed. builds over time. Correct. And your policy, the whole time you can borrow money against it, is growing. Tax free. And when you die, now there's no tax on death benefit. Whoa. Now, if you're again, if you're feeling confused at this point or lost, which if you're not, if you're not, you need to call us right away because we need, we need you to. You are special. We yeah, you need to you can call Josh Pretzer, Michael Duria. You can get call if you Michael, can't. Don't call you, me. I'll just tell you to call Michael. <laughs> but I can give you Michael's number. It's, though, so hit me up. It's the backwards bicycle. It, um. It's thinking backwards. In other words, if you go to YouTube, go to YouTube, look up backwards bicycle. The guy made a bike where if you turn the handlebars left, the wheel goes right. Wow. You turn the handlebars to the right, the wheel goes left. It took him six months to learn how to ride it. <laughs> and it took his kid three weeks to learn how to ride it because oh, wow. he built a small one for his kid. He's taken this bike all over the world to huge audiences. He packs out auditoriums and he gets up on the stage with this bike and he says, I will pay you $500 if you can ride this bike 10 yards. No one's ever done it. Wow. People think they can ride it. They get in on it. Because everyone's get, ridden the bike. They get, on, yeah, they get on and they fall right over. And after he learned how to ride it, he couldn't ride a regular bike anymore. Wow. That's what, bank, that's what learning to think like a banker is like. Yeah. It's taking everything that you've ever thought about cash flow and loans and interest rates and everything and turning it... Not just different, but backwards. Sure. Upside down. Sure. Remember what I said about the deposit is an asset and to us alone, to liability to the bank, everything we think is an asset and liability. The earn and cost and the cost and earn just flips. So I'm trying to be an encourager here. If this sounds confusing, good. Because if you weren't confused, we'd be angry because we were really confused. We, I was confused for, for a long time. For two years. you got to go through Michael your... Michael wasn't. Michael got it in like 49 <laughs> hours because he's that smart. No, that's so not here's, true. So here's one more thing. and I can speak in regards to a farmer. Um, and I'll speak in terms of farming. So let's just say five years down the road, Josh Pretzer needs a half million dollars in working capital to buy seed, fertilizer, chemical whatever yeah whatever yep. it might be to operate my farm for a year yep. it takes more than that but let's just use five hundred thousand. i'm gonna borrow, i'm gonna t- josh pretzer is gonna loan pretzer farms five hundred thousand dollars pretzer farms is gonna take that we're gonna go buy seed now i own pretzer farms so you know i'm owner of both mm-hmm. and that's a key point in this whole story here i i'm an owner of both I go out by seed and fertilizer, chemical, tires for a combine, whatever it might be, fuel. Say we have an absolutely catastrophic year. Say we have a drought year or floods, whatever it might be, and we haven't we have no extra margin. We I mean, say say our gross, say our, our net income is a negative, just have an absolute failure of a year. It happens. It does happen. Yeah, you spent five hundred and you made four twenty or something. Yeah, or two or, or three. Two hundred, three hundred. I got a loss. I have a net loss. Am I going to foreclose on myself? No. No. Well, I hope not. If so, we have but a great policy, we have a great psychologist we, you can go talk to. Right. <laughs> that's 
That's right. <laughs> I, I, I should entertain the thought of foreclosing on myself for a day in the tractor just to see where <laughs> I end up. But um, you'd need a second cell phone to be able to call yourself. Exactly. So I'm. I go to myself, and now on a policy loan, I'm the banker. I control the loan. Yes. I the, I determine the payback schedule. Yes. On my policy loan, right, Michael? Yes. Okay. So. I say, hey, you know what? We're going to that's, pay back. That's something we didn't mention, by the way. I know, way. that's why I'm going through this. Okay, go ahead. to mention that. You, as the banker, when you take a policy loan out from a insurance company, you determine the payback schedule. It's in your best interest to pay. You don't... Can you never pay it back? Like, can you do that? Yeah, it's an interest-only loan forever. Right. But it's in your best interest to pay it back. Not necessarily. It depends. Okay. Now we're getting... It's kind of busy. But I, when you pay... You want to build your cash value back up. In, in a lot of cases. Well, if you spend money on something that you're going to want to spend that same money again for the same thing, then right. yeah, you need to I'm pay yourself... Need, I'm going to need to buy seed, chemical, fertilizer again the next So year. yeah, absolutely. For seed, chemical, and fertilizer, you absolutely must pay yourself back or you're not going to be able to do it the next year. Right. So... I say, I tell myself, hey, you know what? We had a bad year. We're going to pay this back over the next three years. Yep. Okay. Now, if I did that with a bank, a bank's going to come to me and say, hey, you owe us $500,000. And I tell them I've only got $200,000. They're not going to be like, oh, okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> They're going to say, okay, give us $200,000. I give them the $200,000 and say, hey, you owe us $300,000. And what they, I can't do that. Well, they so I don't care if your wife's sick, your kid's sick. I don't care if what's going on. We want our damn money. Yeah. Now they don't say it that way, but that's the way they mean it when they say we want our three hundred. They do. Yes. Because they're they're you know they have stockholders, they have boards, the directors they have to answer to. Uh huh. Uh, They want to show a profit margin. Yes. That's their job. Mm Hmm. So. they say, hey, sorry, we're going to have to take your combine and your tractors collateral because you can't, can't pay your loan. We have to get paid. Yep. How am I going to operate the next year with no money, one, and no equipment? <laughs> no, you're done. You know, yeah, I'm done. I just lost the farm. That didn't let that sink in. But I, Josh Bretzer, I'm the banker, and I loaned myself five. I loaned the Pretzer Farms five hundred thousand dollars. Say, hey, we're going to pay this back over three years. Now I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to have more than five hundred thousand available. I'm not going to loan myself every penny I have to operate. Well, we're going to we're going to go find some money from somewhere else. We're going to tighten our belts and bust our butts yeah. and get after next year yeah. and get this loan paid back. Sure. Say I've got. Say I made two hundred and fifty thousand. Say I've got two hundred fifty thousand that we did get from the crop here. So I got another two hundred fifty thousand in my bank or in my banking system okay we got five hundred thousand dollars we can do this one we can do this over again um say we have a bumper year say we have a a year where we make great crop and by the way if you're a farmer listening to this you would agree you've had bad years and bumper years oh absolutely they they both come and go they do mar and grain prices go up grain prices grow down overhead costs go inputs go up and inputs go down they go up more than they go down But we now have financing for the next crop year. Yes. We have a bumper year. I pay it all back. What do we have again? 
We have the farm. We have the equipment. We have all the money. And I can tell you right now, I work, I coach people all day, every day on privatized banking. It's my job. It's my calling from God. God gave it to me to do. And I can tell you, sitting across the table from an individual like this. You're going to make me cry. Don't do this. Sitting, no, no. Sitting across the table from an individual like this who work like this guy does, who trusts God the way that he does, you can get through a bad year. Yeah. This just gives you more control to get through it with more ease. Sure. You're not worried about some banker repossessing your collateral. You're not going to have 18 bad years in a row. You're sure. not going to have three bad, My maybe not even three not or four. I'm worried that if we have a bad crop, she doesn't have to worry about where she's going to sleep. Y'all, y'all got to understand that the 500000 that his business borrowed from his bank is that full 500000 is still in it's his still bank there. earning interest. <laughs> regardless of what the business did with it and so there is that's part of what helps him recover from a loss like that absolutely because it's growing and so because here's here's that's really not the worst case scenario in life let's imagine we didn't have a policy and you lent your business five hundred thousand dollars and then you've got how many acres of beans are you going to harvest this year about two thousand okay let's say you you're in the middle of harvest and you've harvested 800 acres of beans. You got 1,200 to go and you die. Yeah. No, really. The, no. Wor- the, no, wor- the worst thing that could happen to Pretzer Farms is if you died. Yep. Policy alone wipes everything out. Or pol- No, sorry. The policy death benefit. Forgive me, not the policy loan. The policy death benefit completely wipes out the policy loan and leaves a very nice... Legacy a lot of money left over to his family, family tax free. Yeah. So say I've got a half a million dollars and loaned out from Pretzer Farm or loaned out from my policy system. Say my death benefits a million bucks. Yeah. More than that. But that's just easy numbers. No, it's way more. The life insurance company subtracts five hundred thousand dollars from the death benefit. My family gets five hundred thousand dollars left over half a million bucks. Yes. My family still has the crop. They have the farm. Everything that he paid for is completely paid off and they got a bunch of money on top of that. So you got to realize your family is fine. One of two things is going to happen to you in the next year, five years, 10 years, 15 years. One of two. You're either going to live or you're going to die. It's <laughs> a fact. No. It's a fact. That's it. There are only two options. And I mean, you, only two you, people in history have not died. I don't think I'm number three. If you live, you get to play this game of being in control of your money and banking. And if you die, bingo. I mean, it's like Ray says, the easiest way to beat the life insurance companies is to die early. Right. It's a tough way to win. <laughs> That's right. It's but hard you can, on yourself. You can, it's a little hard on yourself. But no, see, the insurance company is betting that you're going to live. Otherwise, they would not issue the policy. Oh, exactly. That's, That's why, why the older you get, the less benefit, death benefit they give you. So why don't we just bet with them and play this game called banking? And if, God forbid, something happens, we're fine. We're still okay. We're still so okay. So here's the thing, especially in agriculture, because I can speak to agriculture. It's what I do for a living. Um, yes. You can apply this to, back to pretty much any business model. Um, if Just a second. Okay. So how, um, 
how this can apply to agriculture or to any business. Uh, there is not too, it's not too far in the distant future where the banking is going to make more than the farm. Yes. All that does for the farm is safeguard it against disaster, mm-hmm. a bad hailstorm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I will be self-insured to some point for crop insurance in the future. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, so many, I've seen so many times, so many times, where more than one child wants to come home to farm, and there is not enough to support them both. Yes. And not both of them can come home. Yes. And if both children's dream is to be in agriculture and to grow the family farm, one children's dream has to die. Yes. And I never want to see that in our family. Yep. If one of your children wants to farm, falls in love with farming, I want them to have the opportunity to farm their entire life. Yes. If one of my children doesn't, mm-hmm. I want and they, they want to go out and start a... I don't know. Something. If they want to start a, a ranch out in Montana, mm-hmm. I want to be able to help them with that dream, invest in that dream, help them build that dream. I don't ever want them to have to go to a bank and a bank possibly foreclose on their home. Their wife wonder if they're going to be okay in the future. Because that money, money, is, money stress is the number one reason for divorce in America. Yeah. And I never, ever want my children... Now I'm, I'm not. They're not going to be just giving a silver spoon. They're going to have to work for what they have. They're going to yes. work for it. Yeah. They're going to have to prove to me, prove to you, you know, your children, that oh, they're worthy. Yes. To take this over, um, because I'm sorry, kid. If you're if you're an a hole and you're not being a contributor to society in a positive way, this is not for you. Mm-hmm. To those who you know, it, to those who are given, you know, much is expected. And to whom much is given, much is expected. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, and some people are like, man, it's pretty harsh. Well, if someone's going to squander, you know, something good away, I'm not going to give it to them. I'll give it to one who's going to take it. And they're going to grow it exponentially mm-hmm. for their children and generations to mm-hmm. come. Um, I want to see agriculture absolutely, completely take a 180 turn from where it is right now. I want families to be able to not have to go to the bank. I want families to be able to have financial reassurance yes. for generations to come. Amen. Um, it's really hard to say this without crying. Yes. Um, I want children who have a dream to come home and farm, to be able to come home and farm. Yes. I want marriages um, for my friends, my family. I want that to be strengthened, solidified. Um, I yes. want opportunity to be captured. I want, there are people, I have friends, that a piece of property came up for sale and they weren't able to, t- to buy it. Yes. Um, and may not ever have the chance to buy that piece of property again. When opportunity comes, I want myself, my family, my friends, those who I love to be able to jump on that opportunity to care for land, to care for future generations, mm-hmm. and to provide for, you know, them and those they love and to give and share um, because we weren't given we, we weren't placed on this earth to get things for ourselves to keep and to enjoy only for ourselves yes um, I you and I both love to deer hunt and 
my greatest joy is when I get to take someone deer hunting and they get to shoot a deer and I get to watch the joy on their face and the satisfaction yep. of being able to enjoy a piece of land that I was able to purchase, a food plot out we were able to work, plant, seed, and grow, mm-hmm. you know, put a tree stand up together and harvest their first deer. This is just yes. one scenario. You could, this could be all kinds of things. Yep. Um, and just to see that none of that would have been possible if it wasn't for my dad and all the work that he did. And I have to take that up and carry it on for future generations to come. Yeah. And it, it's, I mean, I'm not telling anybody they don't know. People people enjoy different things. And it's amazing. We were placed here on earth to enjoy things. Yes. And to give and to add to society. And if you're not doing that, you're not living life to the fullest extent. Amen. So, anyway, that I, that's where I know we. This is your longest podcast. I knew it was going to be long winded, and I'm basically well, out of limeade. Thank God. Like I'm out of limeade. <laughs> well, you and I could just go on forever. I we mean, could. We, we got so many stories and life examples. I mean, you know, we haven't even talked about aliens yet. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Folks, just remember that if you knew at passive income time that you would be getting back everything that you paid into a system tax free. Would you object to putting more money into it? I want to answer for the people and say no. <laughs> you finance everything that you buy. You either pay interest to somebody else or you give up interest you could have earned elsewhere. That is a fact. There are no exceptions. That is a fact. I, that line right there changed my life in regards to viewing money. You are yes. either making interest or you are losing interest. Yes. If you have money sitting in your savings account... You are losing interest. Losing interest because they ain't paying you nothing. Yep. And if you pay for something <laughs> with cash, you lo- if you pay for something with cash without leveraging that cash, if you pay for it you with something with cash, you permanently lose all the interest that you could have made with that cash if you'd kept it. Yeah. So, so you if don't. I, when you I, don't, if I just you, paid my mortgage you, to the bank. Yes. And didn't if I didn't put that money somewhere where it's earning me money first at the end of the mortgage, I would have my house. And no money. Yes. The bank would have all my money. Yes. Who got the money? The only way I can get money from my house is to take a loan and use my home as collateral. Yes. Then what do I have? I take all the risk and the bank makes more money. Yep. That's the only way. Yep. I'm not cool with that. Screw those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Josh, thank you. Thank you, Michael. That was fun. I was, really, was I've great. been trying to get him to come on this podcast, and he finally did, so I'm grateful. Yeah, it was great. Just remember... It's a hard time to get rid of me now. Yeah, that's right. And like we won't. <laughs> Just remember, if you follow the herd... You will be slaughtered. Amen.